Hey everybody, this is Michael Antonovich with Swap Moto Live for this week's edition of the Kickstart Podcast presented by 6D. Joining me this week, because Don is on vacation in Whistler, is Chase Curtis and Dominic Gayton. Uh, so we're going to recap Spring Creek. I was the one that attended. These two guys got to watch it from the dry locale of Southern California. Um, and we'll just kind of go over everything. There's a lot that we can talk about just because seems like not a lot of people got to figure out what happened at the race just because of the weather delay and all that so like for you guys you probably had no idea what was happening until i said no idea hey this is the update on instagram and then even the broadcast on tv they started playing uh last year one of the weathered last year's millville i think so i was doing the race report and i start typing out i'm like wait wait a sec (laughs) yeah so yeah because when we were there it was complete chaos the whole time that i from the minute that we started driving near the track, got like 15 minutes out, and then it just downpoured. Couldn't see mm-hmm. the car in front of you on the road. Uh, anybody that's been to Millville, it's like back street, like two-lane roads the whole way out there. Uh, we got there by the time, like 7, 10 in the morning, and there was the rain hadn't hit yet, but within about 20 minutes of being there, that same storm moved in and just dumped over everything. And uh, they had AMA held the rider meeting underneath their tent at mm-hmm. their truck, and basically it was... If we have lightning, we can't do anything. And if that happens, we'll let you guys know when we're going to go. So everybody was kind of just sat there waiting Mm -hmm. to hear, like, yep, this is when we're going to go do practice. And then as the lightning kept coming and kept coming, they just kept pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back to the point that we, I didn't think that we were going to race at all. That was the most rain I've seen at a race since that GP at Charlotte a couple years ago. Yeah, Don sent me a message saying, I don't even know if they're going to race. We didn't think they were. Like every pit you know, the plastic floors or the tarps that everybody has, it's like a waterbed because it was so waterlogged underneath. Now, did they prepare? Like, because I I had no idea it was even in Um, the forecast. There was like a 50% chance of rain on Friday. Um, It had been like 110 there all last week. So Uh this cool front came through and changed everything because I got to the hotel at 2 o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. on Saturday Mm -hmm. from the flight, and it was like 85 degrees with full humidity out. So when I woke up the next morning, it was like 20 degrees lower, and you could kind of tell that something was going to come pretty quickly. Okay. I was bummed. I was I was looking forward to uh, Millville because that track's sick and the jumps are mm-hmm. sick, and I was like, it's going to be insane. And then when I saw that morning, I was getting ready to head to Paris with uh, Rafael Tazi of Bell, a.k.a. Benny, and uh, and saw the, the footage from everyone posting on Instagram of the rain just dumping, and I was like, oh, here we go, another mutter. This is going to suck. But you know what? Shout out to the Millville crew because as the races, I mean, that first 250 moto was kind of a little, you know, mm-hmm. muddy. Yeah. Pair, but as the motos went on by the last 450 moto, it was insane. Was I good. mean, the track was, I mean, I wouldn't want to say perfect. Yeah. It was gnarly. Yeah, but, I wouldn't want to ride that. But it definitely <laughs> wasn't, uh, you know, slop around in the mud and dog mm-hmm. paddling around, and, you know, just mm-hmm. last man standing type race. You've been to that track before? Mm-hmm. How different is it now from when you went and saw it years ago? Uh, dude, I haven't been there in a while. I went there in 95, 96, maybe. So like 25 years. Yeah. But still like that huge hill as a, as a new addition. Did yeah, they even yeah. go halfway up that? Uh, no, no, no. It didn't go up that high at all, mm-hmm. at all. But, uh, and the dirt was, was way different. Now it's way more sandy. Yeah. It was really hard packets. Yeah. Like. I mean, really the only sandy part of it was the, the sand whoops, you know, the whoop mm-hmm. monster guy stand. That was really the only part that was sand. Everything else was kind of hard packed mm-hmm. in when, when we were there. All right, so you guys both watched the motos. What do you think so far? What stood out? Do you have anything? Oh, uh, Cooper Webb, John Short. 
right? The, yeah. Those privateer was, guys, Miller and yeah. Shore, those guys. Yeah. Right at the start, too. Yeah. You know what, though? But that race, that, 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 the st- obviously the start was the key to that race mm-hmm. this weekend. I mean, it seemed like anybody that got fairly decent start, you were, you were up there. Mm-hmm. You know? Even in the 250 class, that uh, Zane, I'm going to butcher the last Merritt. name. Merritt. Yeah. And Alves. Yeah. They were both yeah. up there right yeah. at the start. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like if you got over the gate and then through the puddle, if mm-hmm. you splashed the factory guys beside you, you were gone. Yeah. So, how about when uh, Martin went off the track after the start? That always happens at that race. It oh. doesn't matter if it's wet or dry because yeah. it's such a fast first turn up mm-hmm. that hill. So it always happens. But that's a sketchy place to stand yeah. too because every that's where a lot of photographers stand. Because you, you think, oh, I'm like well enough away on this big cliffside, and then a bike comes flying through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was bummed because yeah. he came sweeping. And he had a good. I was like, oh, I'm like. He gets a start. He's he's it's probably over. he's gonna yep. win. I don't yep. care AC or Cooper, or, uh, what's Ferrandez. his face? Just for it didn't matter. I'm like Martin's gonna lay it down. Mm-hmm. And then when he just missed it and went off, I was like, oh, here yeah. we go. Yeah. yeah. And he went. I mean, he went all the way. I mean, he didn't go on until those tabletops. I no. mean, he he. Yeah. I was surprised that they were gonna be like, oh, they're gonna dock him for sure. Yeah. You know, or something's gonna happen because he. I mean, there was really nowhere else to get on the track, you know. Mm. In fact, that Alvarez guy, he, got he, jumped, he jumped on, but, dude, he jumped on, like, down through the thing. Mm-hmm. He almost hit people coming yeah. back yeah. on. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, one of the fastest sections of any track in any start of yeah. anywhere. Like, Glen Helen, obviously, faster, but, yeah, but you guys, carry, they carry so much speed, and then through that first turn and then down that hill. And, what, like, what you were saying about from a media standpoint – when I saw your photo from the race report of the start, I was like, oh, that's – he must oh, be yeah, standing you, where – If you watch the first 250 moto, you can yeah. see me, like, stand there waiting, waiting, and waiting, and then I duck Done. in because <laughs> I know the mud's coming and I'm not going to get blown out. So, I saw your white legs on and that behind the start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, saw, I saw you out there. Yeah. Um, so for you, did you guys both get to – like, you watched it live. How mm-hmm. late did you watch it? Did you see uh, any spoilers or anything? Well, no, because no, there was I nothing. S- I stayed off of it. Because we were at Paris riding, so I tried to stay away to see because I want to watch it without being, you know, mm-hmm. having anything spoiled. But mm-hmm. no, it was great. Like I said, I mean, AC, I mean, that's, he had that crash and, you know, but he, he hung in there. I mean, that's, you know how it is. That's that's the kind of race where you look back and that's what wins the titles, you know, those those kind of races like that. Mm-hmm. He was not happy after the first 250 moto. He had a goggle issue, so he had to pull him and his face was kind of blown out and his eyes were really bloodshot, mm-hmm. but... It, seemed like he got everything regrouped and cleaned out for the second moto, and then there was no issues then because the track had changed so much. But it was a great ride for Hunter. Um, yeah. He said that all of the GP experience that he had didn't really play into effect, yeah. but I kind of have to think he's done more sandy, wet motos than mm-hmm. any other guy has. Those oh, tracks yeah. in the Netherlands and yep. Holland and, and Belgium, I mean, they're like that probably 50% of the year. Mm-hmm. So, so stoked to see him finally get a start, too. Mm-hmm. So good. They've been working a lot. Um, Friday they did a test. There's another track right down the street, mm-hmm. and they had five motor specs set up for the guys to choose from, so then they can set that going forward. So uh, a lot of people might not know, but Dan Bentley is leaving Geico Honda at the end of this year. Well, he's already left now, and they have a new team manager in place, and there's been some internal restructure of the management. So Josh, who's been their longtime technical coordinator, has stepped in. He's going to fill Dan's spot through the rest of the year. And with that, they're going to be testing a lot more stuff to find a base because it seems like this Honda engine, there's some limitations to what they can do with the Boron yeah. Stroke that's really affecting the power band, and they're still chasing certain things to get it figured out. seems yeah. like with this new setting, they have a better idea. Uh, there's been a lot of testing between Hunter and RJ going on, so should be a pretty good run through these last few nationals. 
So well, Chase, you spend more time on the 250Fs than I do. Mm -hmm. um, you're on the Husky right now. How yep. was the Honda when you rode it at the test last year? So yeah, you can definitely feel it's not quite uh, competitive with the top three, like the Yamaha, Husky, and the KTM, mm -hmm. power-wise. Uh, I personally didn't. I didn't like it that much just because I felt huge on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just felt small and heavy to me. But I mean, I know those guys are riding a different, a completely different bike. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's definitely I've heard similar things just from friends I know that are racing amateur ranks. Just that they can't do so much with that bike, and it's a lot. It's restricting, and it's it's making riders and privateers kind of go away from the brand just because they can't build it up as mm -hmm. much to compete. But I mean, I know the first moto when uh, the teammates DNF'd, I was biting my nails for Hunter. I was hoping yeah. that bike would finish, but I'm glad it did. Yeah, it's weird to see two guys have what seems like the same issue mm -hmm. within a few minutes of each other. Yeah. But they've had that happen before. It happened yep. at Glen Helen a couple of years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. um, Star Guy's first time that a Yamaha guy hasn't been on the podium in the 250 class all year. Yeah. Um, so that's an even bigger thing for Adam. Ferrandis was there, but he's able to put a few more points on. And this is pretty key for Adam right now because this is the last shot to get a title. Mm -hmm. And with the way Dylan kind of put that midseason surge on, Adam really has to close this out because there's no other chance. And a lot of people will criticize him if he can't clean this one up now. Yeah. Yeah, he's got it. He, he has to bring this thing home. He has to. You've been around at all the tracks when I've been gone because you ride way more than I do out here. So you've seen Ferrandis at pretty much every track every weekend, right? Yeah. He's a savage. That guy, he's crazy. He'll come out there like a Paris on a Saturday and yeah. he'll be packed. And he is literally <laughs> ripping through people. I mean, <laughs> just in and out, carving in and out. And he'll come up on you so fast out of nowhere. Yeah, he's 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 after it. I, I love watching that guy. I could literally watch that guy ride all day long. His style and his technique is so, so good. They did the double goggle thing again where he cuts yeah. all the foam off the one and then peels it for the first few laps. So <laughs> all these little tricks that he has. Um but Hunter said, and I would think that Dylan probably feels the same, that what they want to do on a mud race from all of the mud races they did over in Europe, the tracks don't form up that way. They mm -hmm. still have these really American lines where it's just the same stuff getting pounded out. And at Spring Creek this weekend, there was a lot of one, two ruts in the same turn everywhere. Mm -hmm. yeah. From you guys on TV, from what you saw, did it look like there was a lot of close racing or was it all just waiting out guys to make mistakes? I thought it looked like there was actually – quite a bit of good racing yeah there was there, yeah. It, it seemed like there was like it would be kind of spread out a little bit and then guys all of a sudden there'd be a battle out of yeah. nowhere like when Frandis caught Nichols and they were I mean they were battling you know mm -hmm. and then Frandis I mean ripped by him through the sand whoops and then unfortunately fell coming into that left hand corner mm -hmm. you know but uh yeah there was there was a lot of little battles here and there that would that would brew up throughout the race you know especially in the lights class mm -hmm. yeah know? I'm pretty I'm generally pretty disappointed when I see a mutter mm -hmm. but it was like that had to have been the most entertaining mudder race I've seen in a long time. I think just at how much it came around. I don't yeah. think any other track on the circuit could have handled that much water and yeah. then still raced. So did it rain at all after they dropped no. the first gate? Well, um, not after the races, but midway through the 450A practice session, um, lightning came through again, mm -hmm. and it was all kind of hinging on this one storm pattern that was going to come through. Um, there was a 150-mile band of storms, and if that would have came through, we probably would have had to have canceled the whole day. Mm -hmm. um, it rained for probably an hour once that started, and it was another hard downpour, but from the minute that the rain started and they pulled all the bikes off the track, the track crew went back to work and smoothed everything out and salvaged it. 
But with no live TV window, like, we could have been there until 9 o'clock. I left the track at 8.30, and it was still really sunny outside wow. and no harsh shadows. They would have stayed there and waited and waited and waited as long as they needed to. So if, let's say they delayed it, what happens in that situation? Do they go racing Sunday? I don't think we've, they've never had that happen, say, especially in this kind of one-day format deal. Yeah. And I don't think they want to make that happen because they're going to lose so much. Mm-hmm. It's paying everybody extra, the TV crews, the TV, all that. Yeah. They're going to do what they have to do to make sure everybody goes out. Now, if it was like Redbud, where they have a live TV window, they're probably going to do everything they can to get that in, weather permitting, mm-hmm. and then just kind of alter it from there. But we were going to stay and wait that thing out as long as they needed to on Saturday. Yeah, that yeah. really sucked for the for the coverage, the TV coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like I said, it was messed up the whole deal. I have the you and I spoke a little bit about this this morning about how I've I've told you how I see these guys on social media crying about <laughs> you know NBC Gold package and oh my God, I got to pay for this. And I'm you know I grew up the old school. I mean, if you if you got to see one race on TV all year, you were pumped. I mean, you had the VHS ready to record, you know? So it's <laughs> like, I see this whole NBC gold, what is it? 70 bucks for the whole year or something like, like that. 90? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't care how much it is. It's worth every penny of it for the, for the supercross, for the outdoor. I mean, you, you get to see so much. And, and like the, the, to, this weekend was a perfect example. I mean, I got home and just turned on my NBC gold and watched all four motos, no commercial. It was awesome. And then I tried to watch it again the next day on the TV coverage. I recorded on my, on my TV and, there was nothing. So if you didn't have that, you saw nothing. Mm-hmm. Even so. the even what you miss, in between where they put commercial slots, like I think yeah, you're that never counted like that three stuff. or four position yeah. changes just in mm-hmm. one race totally. during that. So yeah. So stop your crying out there. <laughs> and go buy it. Support your sport. I'm tired of these people crying about. Oh, I got to pay for it. Be happy. You get to at least get to get it. It's even available. <laughs> you know. Um. So with all the stuff that's been going on, like, what are you looking for when you watch it on TV? Like, you're a fan, so what me and him have to watch for is completely different than what you're watching for. Um, I watch, I mean, like I said, I want to see I want to see good racing, a battle going. Like that second one, the 450, Cooper and Roxon came together in that battle. I was like, oh, we got a race here. Here we go, you know. And, I mean, that's what you want to see, you know. Like him, I don't want to see a mudder at all. Um, um, and I see, really? I see rain, I see mud. Yeah, I want to see, you know, like Milva, I want to see the jumps. I mean, that finish line jump we were talking was mm-hmm. a booter. That thing was mm-hmm. awesome. And it stayed good, so they were able to jump at the whole race. You know, if it had been muddy, they'd have been dog. If it had been nothing, like I said, I don't, I don't like to really see the survival races. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to see race. I want to see, you know, the track prime. Everyone giving it and, and how it's supposed to be laid out, and they're just laying it down. That's mm-hmm. what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Part of my favorite thing about racing is watching guys ride a track as fast as it yeah. can be ridden, and so that's I enjoy watching that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Domer, the big thing with you, um, you take notes of a lot of little things guys do. Like, I can talk to pretty much anybody about the race, but you'll note little things of, like you said, that finish line jump, how the track changes from one year to the next, and how much it saved that thing. I mean, they were still tripling that thing even late in the day. Yeah. What else did you see that you're like, oh, wow, yeah, they're th- uh, like altering s- that or doing that better than you thought? Back to guys like a Ferrandis, you know. I mean, that guy, they, when they show him, when they'll show him putting laps or coming through, I mean – Little things these guys do, whether it's hopping into a corner or or certain certain lines they take to carry more momentum, just just little things that I see that I'm always like. I mean, I'll, I've I've even rewound stuff on TV to be like, holy crap, did you see that? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll yell at my wife. I'll be kind of watching, doing something. I'll be like, oh my god, you got to come see this. Look <laughs> at this. Look what so and so just did. That's insane. You know, so you you see a lot of that, and that like I said, it's rad to see that 
you know, you see those the level that these guys are on and, and, and the, the little things that they do. Dude, in the middle of a moto, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. You know I mean? It's not a practice day. You know, they're laying it out there, and they still have the mindset to, you know, oh, I can do this section, or I'm going to do this little, you know, wheel tap thing over something, you know. I, that's, that's where it just gets awesome, you know, and, and then you really get to see the talent of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, well, a couple things. You could tell that Alex has some local knowledge of the track. The way he was hopping um, after those tables, after the start, before the sand roller, you do that off-camber jump. He was jumping into the rollers off of that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I saw pretty much yeah, anybody else do that. And then that set his whole rhythm up different mm-hmm. to go down the straightaway. Um, trying to think what yeah, else. Yeah, Tomek kept trying to work that, that outside line, line out there, too. He A lot of guys went outside in the 450, but not so many guys no. in the 250 because they would just get stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, especially when he hopped off, like, he hopped on, and it was almost like an on-off, the rhythm he took. Mm-hmm. When he got off, he was just, like, gained three bike lengths, just like that. It was crazy. The one thing pretty much every rider said was, although the top layer looked really bitchin', like, mm-hmm. there was a lot of loam there, you could bank off of it, like, it would be powdery. Um, instead, it was just slop, and it would slide mm-hmm. away, and then the whole underside was pretty much a slick, hard base layer. Yeah. Could you tell that guys were pushing the front end or sliding the back end out a lot more? Mm. certain turns but certain like if you turns, were watching yeah. like on the side of the track you could see where guys would chop the throttle or get on it really hard and then the whole back end would skate away or they would go for a rut and they think it'd be solid and then it just blow out well, halfway through when kenny and cooper were battling that second moto you could see one lap for sure when he came he charged down the uh the outside of a downhill mm-hmm. you could see his rear wheel was just like like oh he's on the brakes but it's not stopping mm-hmm. so that was awesome there. when that when Kenny uncorked that triple up that Martin Hill yeah. up there. That was I didn't expect that at all. He just busted that out and it was it was sick. That was that was great. And then poor you know Cooper tried it the next moto. <laughs> that was probably the most graceful case that I've ever seen. I mean he he got lucky. He just case and just kind of bloop fell over. But he got an next try though. Yeah yeah that was that was cool that that they they were able to bust that thing out later in the moto because I didn't, I was like there's no way the guys are gonna be able to hit this today you know. I think they everybody did. Every jump, even that triple, everything yeah. still got done. Like the big yeah. Chad jump, yeah. everybody did that. The first lap of all their motos, the finish line was still done pretty much through the whole day. Um, the weird thing was it seemed like the sketchiest jump was that little single roller. Yeah. After the finish line, before they curned over the start, mm-hmm. guys were pushing the front in there and, like, trying not to go down in the mud there. Tomac was railing the spot. outside. He, oh, really? He was going to the outside every time into that and just coming out, just bombing down that start straight. Which is impressive because that's where they pushed all the wet heavy mm-hmm. dirt was into that outside where he would be going mm-hmm. well he even said he, he had to he worked some lines you know there's a guy that he'll work lines to like no oh, this will be ready later in the mm-hmm. moto yeah. you know so he he, had to, and he clearly was doing that and then even that when they went down the start straight they were ripping that outside all the way around that where they usually stay more to the inside you know mm-hmm. they were they were railing around the whole outside and i mean there was there was all kinds of lines you know it yeah. was crazy you know that um that chatapult jump was that the jump Everyone was having trouble with, like, AP went down pretty hard. Yeah. Oh, Freddie Norton. Okay? Freddie Norton. Yeah, he's fine. He is okay. um, I thought he was hurt because he came off the track. He did. He got up, finished the lap, and was kind of dangling his leg for a few minutes and yeah. pulled over uh, beside the start straightaway. And the mechanic, Billy, came over, was checking in on him. So I talked to Jim Perry at Yamaha after, and he's like, yeah, nothing's hurt. He's okay. just beat up. But that was a big one. Did you yeah. see LeMay and Miriam's crash? Yeah. Yeah, that, was, that was a good one. What about Zane Moretz or whatever. Oh, I didn't even see that one. Dude, his, I think what happened, it was off the start second moto. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone went down in front of them, their bike just right into his head. And I think his helmet spun around. 
but like it looks, Beetlejuice style? It looks like his neck just snaps, mm-hmm. but he's fine. But it was a, it's a freaking one to watch. <laughs> there, for all things considered, aside for the starts, there really wasn't that much like massive carnage like you would mm-hmm. expect. No. Yeah. No. All right. Well, hey, we're at the 20-minute mark, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back wrap this thing up. In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2 Youth are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6dhelmets.com for more info. Hi, this is 250 Supercross Champion Chase Sexton of the Geico Hana team. To get the most performance out of your motocross bike, make sure you're using the Yoshimura exhaust systems. Visit Yosh at Yoshimura-RD.com to see their wide line of slip-ons and complete systems for your bike today. Now enjoy the Swap Moto Live Kickstart podcast. Riders like Justin Cooper, Don Ferrandis, Eli Tomac, Adam Entingnap, Josh Hansen, and more partner with Works Chassis Lab for engine mounts and other special parts to add comfort to and enhance the handling characteristics of their bikes. With championships and race wins to prove it, Works Chassis Lab Parts provides the winning edge. Visit WorksChassisLab.com for more information. Hey everyone, it's Marvin Miskin from the Red Bull KTM Racing Team. Right now, KTM is making it easier than ever to get out and ride. Head to your local KTM Auto Rise dealer to take advantage of limited time offer on qualified dirt, street, adventure, and naked models, or check out KTM.com to learn more today. Shit. Yeah, All right. I'm good, bro. Come on. All right, so we're back. So in the second part, we'll talk about the 450 class. Pretty big day for Eli's championship chase. Marvin had some opportunities there, and typical first lap issues kept him from scoring the maximum points possible. So as we go into this, Eli's got a pretty commanding lead as we hit this final part of the year. Um, What did you expect? I thought we were going to see, like, Eli Marvin square off that's a track that both of them really can benefit on. Yeah, for sure. And again, they came, you know, the starts, you know, the starts, I mean, Cooper got two good starts. He was up there, you know, Tomac typical through the pack, you know, Marvin of course got stuck in some stuff. Poor Jason Anderson. I mean, that guy got clobbered, yeah. you know, and then fell again, but he still, you know, what'd he get fifth overall? No. Six. Seven, Seven, yeah. He, yeah, he came bad. back pretty good, you know, considering. I think that they were really concerned about getting him through just those first few sections. I think he knew it was going to be pretty chaotic up to that first turn. And so they were really, really being mindful. Just get through this safe and then get on with the next, the rest of it. And, yeah, that didn't happen in the second yeah. moto because he was at the bottom of a pile. But, yeah, yeah, like I said, the starts. I mean, like the Henry Miller guy, sure. Yeah. I mean, those guys got good starts, and they were up there. And what did Henry Miller led? He was in second place forever. Yeah, yeah like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So those privateers, did they get – did they benefit from the, the rain and the weather in practice? Well, they're all in the same – like Henry and John Short in they're 450A in the whole time okay. anyway. So, okay. but they got a 10 minute session and then the uh, red flag came because of the lightning. There okay. was this huge break before 450B guys went out. Mm-hmm. And the track that they got was completely different than the 450A guys. Yeah. Um, Miller's from up there. He's from Rochester. So he's like 45 minutes away. So a local race for him. And John Short's been building and building mm-hmm. as the season's gone on. I think, as he said, in how was your weekend? He just needed a start. He's never really had that good of a start. Yeah. And 
if you don't have that, especially in that class, like watch GoPro videos from Lorenzo Lucrecio. It's chaos back there. Yeah, if you're oh not yeah. in the top 10, it's over. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing about Short is he's just been quietly under the radar all yeah. year with a stock exhaust on his 450 and <laughs> just doing what he has to do. That's rad. Um, did you expect Cooper win a sweep like that? I, I didn't. Even when he got a good start, I'm like, oh, he'll be up there for a bit. He'll fade. They'll catch him. And he'll, you know, if he gets a top five, that's still a good ride for him, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he was strong. He was yeah. strong the whole time. You know, he looked good. I mean, who knows? I mean, could he could come back to watch Eagle next weekend and just be on fire again or, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you know, it is a lot of time these guys get a, something like that and it just flicks the switch and here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? That's what I was going to ask. Do you guys think, like, just like Supercross, this is going to be a turning point and we're just going to see Webb start clicking them off? Or I think biggest thing is he now knows he can get in the mix and mm-hmm. then that's going to be the opportunity to steal a lot of points away from both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's out of it for the title. I mean, he'd yeah. have to win everything, and those guys would each have to have some kind of freak issue happen to mm-hmm. keep them from scoring any points in a moto, and that would tighten everything up. But I think as it is, if everything continues on pace, it's Eli and Marvin all the way down to the end. Okay. Even Zach Osborne, he, I mean, he. I'd love to see Zach Osborne yeah. win an overall or something before it's over. He's definitely, you know, he's definitely got the speed for sure, and yeah. obviously he's probably one of the most fit guys out there. I'm surprised at how well he's feeling and how well he rode after missing Redbud because uh, in Howard's Weekend, he explained it's this point right here where your collarbone meets your chest and mm-hmm. everything pulled away. So he had to take a week off from riding, but he rode like six, seven days after the race or after his injury happened on the 4th of July, prep for everything coming in. And I don't think even he expected it to go as well as it did yeah. on Saturday. Um, yeah, he can totally get some wins here. Bud's Creek, he's won there before. I think that could be a good one for Zach. Winning that moto at Southwick, he proved that he's going to wear guys down. He's, of for sure, the top fit yeah. guy out there, him, yeah. Eli Marvin. So seems like Roxon's getting a handle on things. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cooler weather, so I think that helped him a lot. Yeah. The high was only 72, okay. um, but made a big setup issue, admittedly, on the first moto, and that's what caused him to not even be in the top 10 for, yeah. a, long, for a while there. Uh, second moto was good showed that was kind of almost like a redo of the Dallas Supercross with those two at the finish line. Yeah, because yeah. he came back even toward the end there. I mean, who knows if uh, Webb kind of played it easy toward the end, but he he came back on him again at the end, mm-hmm. you know. So, he, you know, he finished strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, you could see a lot happen either way. If these cool weather races continue, that'll be good for Ken, and hopefully they have all these issues with what he wants to do with the bike sorted out. Um because it's good to have another guy like that. He needs to get through all of these races without issue, without yeah. injury, and just know I can do all 29 in a year and then build to 2020, 21, yep. 22. Yeah. Uh, Dean Wilson, that's Dahmer's guy, teammate in O'Neill. Dude, mm, shout out true. to Husqvarna for inking that deal with Dino. Yeah. And just, so they can have three dudes. Next and Moseman. Yeah. Three guys. They and Moseman. Yeah. Yeah. That's rad. I mean, that's, that's good. Good for Dino. I mean, I'm sure that's a big peace of mind for him to just kind of know, okay, I'm – I've already got next year ready to go. I can just start build, keep building instead of worrying, you know. And putting together stuff in December. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So that's good for him. I mean, I mean, he hopefully, you know, knock on wood, he stays, continues to stay healthy and 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 get better. But I mean, we know he's he can do it in Supercross for sure, and and and, out, and outdoors, mm-hmm. you know. So I hopefully that that keeps him going on the right path, you know. Wasn't really in it all day. I think he got caught up in yeah. some issues, but I think he's just wanting to get through all this stuff, knows everything's good, mm-hmm. and wait for the right time to prove his feet again. Yeah. It's hard. It's got to be hard to come back and have a race like that. Like, 
Yeah, and that's only the second one. You know, yeah. Redbud was going well, yeah. considering yeah. a first moto tip over, but he did well. So mm-hmm. I would expect Dean to get in the mix, top seven finishes from here on out. Unfortunate, another mechanical for Savachi. You could watch the bike just let yeah. all of the coolant go as he hit the finish line jump late in the moto. Hey, speaking of him, did you hear some? I heard, I heard through the, I just heard a little rumor of some shenanigans with a Honda deal for yeah, next year. I just heard it too. Yeah. That, oh yeah. He's holding uh, off for two years, right? That's uh, what he wants because he's had a one-year deal from one team, um, one-year deal from Honda, or there was talk of a two-year deal guaranteed from JGR. Mm. Holding out for a two-year deal, you're going to need it. One-year deal on any team, you're only at the end of it getting yeah. a handle on the bike and yourself and the whole environment around you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good to hold out. Wait. I think I've, he's earned it, too. Like, he had a, he's had yeah. a great year. So. Supercross was great. It's hard to come back through and then have so many mechanical issues or something. Yeah upset him at every single race you know the bike yeah. got bent up at Redbud, like oh this weekend thunder valley wasn't that great so yeah uh Dahmer, you love the gps so let's do some gp talk there uh, wasn't MHGP, no gp no no next race weekend. this weekend we got next weekend check. lock it yeah. yeah which is one of the burlier tracks really fast and hard pack so on that contract talk there's a lot of stuff going on over there now uh, a lot of guys are going to be moving around uh kyrilli hurlings uh, and Prado, all three locked in for KTM. But sounds like a couple guys are going to be moving around at the Cowie paddock. So DeSalle will stay. Lieber's going to go, though. And then that'll move in Seawer. So mm-hmm. that should be pretty good. And then um, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with that second Honda spot, though, because there's a chance that Bogers is going to be gone. A lot of MX2 mm. guys, too, need to come up. So who do you see getting the second Honda ride? I have no idea. Mm. I don't have – I haven't been to a GP this year yeah, like yeah. I thought. <laughs> So. I mean that that's that series. I mean it's visor geysers to lose now. I mean he's on yeah. it. He's he's you can see he's riding all time right now. You know he's just on rails. Mm-hmm. You know I made a mistake. It's not see we're going to Kawasaki. It's Febro. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. wow. Oh. Yeah. Um, are you surprised by guys are pulling this together? I'm I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised he's still vertical. I mean that <laughs> that guy has some get offs that are just like like I'm like how like that one he had at Matterly this year. Mm-hmm. I mean I, he bounced off the ground like Gumby. I'm like dude, this guy should be carded. And then he came back and still what he win the second moto after that front fender plate. I or mean number plate hanging off. I mean dude, that guy when he does it, he does it big. You know he doesn't just tip over. He's he get, but he's he hasn't had any big crashes in a while. He's been. He's been keeping it together. It know? seems like he's riding at like 80% and yep. not all the way full yeah. out. Yeah, it's like him. I mean, that is the bad thing about the MXGP right now is, I mean, Prado gone. I mean, he's got the lights class just wrapped. I mean, he's on another level, you know, and then Geyser seems to just get a good start and he just takes off, you know, it gets a little, I mean, Tonus has been riding awesome. Good mm-hmm. for him. You know, Paul Ann, Paul Ann, I mean, that guy's just pure his that guy should win lit kid every week. I mean that guy's whole setup's always sick. <laughs> you know, that guy's sick all the time. You know, no matter what he wears, he wore shift. Now he's wearing that IXS stuff and he still yeah. looks sick in that. I mean the guy's just mm-hmm. always looks sick. But yeah, I don't know. It's 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 gonna be interesting to see. I mean, like I said, those two guys should definitely wrap up the title. I, I hope Hurlings does come back for a couple rounds just to mix it in there. Because, you know, he's a savage. He'll just throw it in there and be right back in the mix like nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to that 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 bring a little something to the end of the GP, you know. Mm-hmm. Besides the just those two guys running away with it, you know. I'd love to see Tonus win a win, a, win something. Win a moto. I th- I think yeah. he can. That do would it. be huge for him. Yeah. You know, yeah. after how poorly 
these two years went over here to rebuild his career the way he did over there has been huge. Yeah. And it shows that he has the speed to go do it up there and yeah. full factory Yamaha support and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and those guys, the lights class racing there is, is all, I mean, behind, behind. it's funny, the lights class racing there is good. You see a lot of battles, and then you forget, oh, yeah, Prado's 20 seconds out in front, you mm -hmm. know. So, yeah, the, those guys, you know, I, I know there's always this talk of, you know, oh, them, how they compete you know, against here and there. Those guys are gnarly over there. Mm -hmm. The tracks yeah. are insane. Yeah. You know, they're so rough. Those guys, you watch, again, going back to that, you watch those guys ride the ruts in corner they stand their te their technique is unbelievable yep. you know i don't even sometimes i mean the same thing that i'll rewind something like oh my god how did that guy just go through that corner like that like are you serious you know so it's rad to watch those guys style and how and how fast they are over there you know? dominic you and i've been to a couple mm -hmm. uh glenn helen both times florida donations last year what's the biggest thing when you go to those races that stands out to you about their differences in riding style uh, well, like I said, they stand a lot. They they stand, and like I said, the ruts. Their 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 corner speed in the ruts is unbelievable. You know, they they just they just got it down. You know, it doesn't even phase them. They can just stand up, rip the ruts. You know, I mean, it's just different. Their tra you can see the our tracks formed a little different than their tracks mm -hmm. do. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's the same, but but not. I guess. I think know? it's because they're not so explosive on the throttle out of a turn. It's really metered and just kind of rolled on mm -hmm. all the way through. Yeah, and that's how all of that stuff develops: is coast in, coast through, get on the gas, roll out, yeah. power down the straight. Their away. tracks also seem to t like they don't stay as ripped or as deep as here. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like the tracks here are just deep a whole time. Where theirs, it looks like it probably was the day before for qualifying, and then they don't touch it. <laughs> so like them, by the time the race started, it looks like there's these dried out ruts everywhere with the hard pack surface mm -hmm. going and everything, you yeah. know, and, and th they're good at that, you know? Yeah. Back, what, what, go ahead, Chase. Back to like the throttle control though. Jet and Hunter Lawrence have great throttle control. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. to Bikes watch. are never in a high RPM. Nope. No. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Hunter Lawrence never looks like he's just, you know, pinning it everywhere yeah. out of control. They're another guy too. He's just like, he stands on those pegs mm -hmm. and he, he looks like the guy can balance, you know, no matter what he's yeah. got great balance. You know, yeah, he's he's rad to watch too. He takes a lot of wider lines. He doesn't always just follow the same goat trail that gets cut through the inside. He'll go everywhere and ride mm -hmm. wide over cross ruts, everything. He mm -hmm. went everywhere yesterday on Saturday on that first yeah. one. <laughs> I thought that poor AC that that went to. I don't want to bounce back to that, but poor AC when they came down like AC's like waving like hey 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 I, I just I, don't please. you know yeah, yeah please don't, don't penalize me. Yeah, yeah yeah that that poor guy he he uh, he was probably just going oh here we go again you know. Yeah, that was that was funny, but now I'm excited for MXGP next weekend. That'll be good. It's it's rad. Like I said, what a time to be a moto fan. There's so much good racing on both, you know, US and and MXGP. It's it's awesome. It's awesome right now. What's the one GP you want to watch the most? Like, what's your favorite track that you're like, yeah, that looks the sickest. Dude, that Argentina track looks good. Is sick. That one's pretty sick. You know, I know a lot of people talk about what's the San Juan. Uh, uh, Lamo, Lamo, yeah. you know, I mean, it's gnarly. I, I would, you couldn't pay me to go ride that track. <laughs> I would want nothing to do with. That. I would just literally go home. I wouldn't even want to ride that place, you know. But yeah, that that Argentina track's pretty sick. You I watched like both one. of the Indonesia ones. Yeah, that was weird. That was that was <laughs> kind of a, a interesting track, you know. First one or second one? Uh, well, the first one, yeah. In the mall. Yeah, yeah, in the hotel, yeah. yeah. It, the, 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 I, they showed a widescreen of it. I'm like, I'm like, what, what are they at a casino? Like it literally <laughs> looked like they're in the front parking lot of a casino, you know. So John Kuzo, the 100% rider rep, uh, he went to the second one at uh, Simmering. Mm -hmm. So we talked a little bit for an interview that's going to go up on the site this week. 
he said the biggest thing to him was just how hard everybody pushes moto over there. Everybody's on a scooter. We don't think of it as a motorcycle country, but, you know, he said there's women with all three of their kids on a scooter and groceries and their clothes just pinning it up and down the street, <laughs> weaving through cars. And everywhere they went was like a Honda dealership. Um, so it's, it's cool that MXGP guys are trying to go do different things because there's an untapped fan base because you watch MotoGP. When they go to these far-flung countries, there's a huge turnout that goes Yeah. Out. Yeah. So, yeah, check back on the site later this week. Kuzo has pretty good notes about everything that happened there. Uh, as for the rest of the week, me and Chase have a busy one. Uh, tomorrow yeah. morning we fly up to Idaho for the fly summer camp. So we'll be there Tuesday through Friday. So check mm-hmm. back to the site for content from that. And then straight from there to Washougal for the next round of the Nationals. You got a busy week, Dahmer? You going to go ride yeah. more? No. Don't. Well, maybe. I don't know. Wait to see when uh, your dad gets back, what's going <laughs> on. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to Washougal. You know, hopefully, do we know if the weather's going to be good there? Like 80? Oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah. All right. Perfect. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Yeah, and then you'll be racing the race series this weekend? I uh, hope not, but yes, we have <laughs> Swap Motor Race Series at Glen Helen on Sunday for round two of the Terra Firma series. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to be a nice, beautiful 103 or 4 degrees. So Great. I would much rather be anywhere else but Glen Helen. <laughs> Even if it was 65 degrees, I still don't want to be there, but... But Hopefully uh, it won't be windy, though. Yeah, as long as it's not windy. If it's hot and windy together, that's just <laughs> a m- mixture for disaster. You, you guys get to go to the race series more than I do because I'm always traveling on Sunday. What's been the biggest thing that you've noticed since we've launched or relaunched or whatever you want to call the Swap Moto Series now? The turnouts. I feel like we've had greater turnouts since we've branched off, and just everyone's positive about it. Mm-hmm. Like, we've had people, even I do the f- photos for the race series, and I have people thanking me. For, for working like it's crazy <laughs> yeah there's been a different vibe with the the switch over from the you know the old platform to the new swap motor race series it, it's weird like i said yeah the, the turnouts each round's been bigger and bigger than i think we've had bigger turnouts we've had the last you know years of of tw but it's uh yeah it's cool to watch you know it's cool if you're out there and you want to race you know come to the best race series in california yeah. On the West Coast. You it's know. exciting, too. We're going to have some And it gets done fast. The one last year at Milestone, that last week of Milestone, I think we were done yeah. by like 2, 2.30. Two mm-hmm. And we had over like 500 people out there. Yeah. And like 16 races on each track, so. Yeah. yeah. It's good times, you know. And, I mean, there's class for everyone and all sizes and all, you know, levels, you know, of kids. I mean, the kid classes are packed, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's a good time. It's a good time. A lot of, ad, a lot of the advertising vendors come out and participate and support it and, and race and participate. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 cool. It's cool. You know, I wish I was telling your your dad this a while back. I'm like, did you ever think of this late in our A we'd still be racing? You know, like <laughs> I, if it wasn't for the racers, we definitely probably wouldn't be racing. Yeah. You know? At least I know I wouldn't want to be. <laughs> What's it like for you? I mean, you wanting to race, you've done it so long. This has got to be completely different than what it was ever at Ascot or any of this other stuff. Yeah, I mean, we grew up racing the CMCs and the GFIs and and that kind of stuff, you know, which were huge. I mean, they were massive. That that were, they were huge, but you know, it was just a different time. You know, the tracks didn't have, you know, you come out here to California and all the tracks have multiple, you know, multiple dev- level tracks to ride on. So, you know, now now the you know we run the two track format, you know, so that 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 speeds it up. Where before, I mean, you'd go to you know Transcal, Glen Helen and. You know, you, you, your first moto was at like 10.30. Your next moto was like at 6 o'clock, and you were going to get three laps before it got dark. You know what I mean? You were literally, you're like, man, I just paid like $75, and I've literally been here all day, and I've ridden like, you know, 20 minutes, 10 minutes total, you know. So, 
you know, it's, I mean, unless you ride multiple, you know, uh, classes at the time i was too young so i, I you only ride your one class and that was it that was know? the day yeah i couldn't wait to be a vet so i can ride multiple classes <laughs> now i am a vet and i don't want to ride multiple classes at all <laughs> i just want my one class and be done with it start crushing modelos chase you get to watch everything yeah. who's been the uh most eye-opening people lately seems like Ooh. we've had a mix of pro guys come out yeah eight class talents always stacked yeah and then even like the the amateur b class kids they'll come out every once in a while it's exciting there's a uh, that Jarrett Fry kid that Star has, mm -hmm. he came out a couple rounds, and he's another one of those kids. Like watching him ride, you're just like, what? Yeah, yeah. Again. That kid's that kid's gnarly. He's gonna yeah. be. He's, he's. I hope he stays healthy. I hope he he seems like he's on track to yeah. be something. I heard they didn't send him to Mammoth because they were worried that he would have to get bumped up to A class. Mm -hmm. So they're gonna keep him for Loretta's. So that kid's gonna be. I'm predicting fastest lap at Loretta's will be Jarrett Fry. Are you hearing a lot of Loretta's hype? You know, I don't think a lot of people are going to be going there. Really? As I've heard years. a lot of guys have been injured. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. It's not looking so great for the live stream excitement. But that gives a lot of guys, unknown people, the chance yeah. to break through. Exactly. So we'll see. We'll Dahmer, what, what was it like 90s when everybody you <laughs> knew were going out to Loretta's and coming back? Like, how would you hear all that hype? Was it as big then when you would hear, you know, so-and-so? Yeah. Jeremy McGrath wins the C-Class, and you probably saw that guy race. Yeah, it, it was and it wasn't. It seems like it's gotten bigger a few years back. It was at its peak, and now it's kind of tapered off. But it really wasn't that much back then because uh, things were different. I was just talking with uh, Russ Wageman about that, about, like, how some of these guys, you know, back in the days, they, you know, those guys raced. You know, they'd travel all over. You know, some of my old roommates that I, that I lived with, they, they, they'd drive through the night. They'd race Anaheim Supercross on a Saturday night and then be at sunrise on, su you know, Sunday morning to race Golden State because they'd make more money on Sunday than they did on Saturday, you know. But, excuse me, that art's kind of uh, gone away a little bit. You know, a lot of guys, you know, kind of a little, a little like, oh, I don't know if I want to travel there, oh, you know, this and that. You know, it's like, dude, you can go out and make so much. I mean, this right now, there's a race. There was a race this last weekend up there. There's the what's the one Thursday PR PIR PIR yeah. and then yeah. you know, I mean so I mean see, there's money to be had right now with these guys I mean mm -hmm. hey if you, if you can make money racing your dirt bike you better go do it yeah you know and that's what those guys did back in the 90s I mean they would literally from race to race to race and they'd make so much money you yeah know? like Bowers got on a flight Saturday yeah. night yeah I saw that yeah yeah, yeah good for him yeah. see he gets it well, he's got diapers to pay for yeah yeah you know? so back in the day how did you guys hear about races like newspapers and cycle whatnot? news. Cycle news. Right. Cycle news is where everything <laughs> got posted, you know, because there was no internet. You know, you just cycle news showed what was going on and, and uh, you know, all the local, some of the tracks, you know, they'd post stuff or you'd get the little flyer, mm -hmm. you know, for the deal. You know, like I remember CMCs, they'd, they'd give you the whole schedule, like for the year, like, hey, we're going here and here, Barona <laughs> Oaks, all these places, you know. So, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, I'm sure we have a lot to do today. We have a busy week. So does everybody listening. Dahmer, you'll be rolling into the gate late on Sunday for your motos at Glen Helen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go till the gate drops. Okay. You know? Well, we're going to catch a flight. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you soon. See you. Later.